What's up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode of the Marriage Prep Podcast. We've got two couples that we're going to be interviewing this week that we wanted to introduce before we get started. And they are two couples that we know really well that we've gotten pretty close with over the years. The first one is Brennan and Mariah, and they are awesome. So kind of unique situation. Brennan and Nathan were good friends growing up. They played basketball together, all these different things. And then Mariah and I served our missions together. So I knew Mariah well before I knew Nathan. Brennan and Nathan knew each other well before they knew us. And after Nathan and I got married, we just one day decided to set them up on a blind date. And now they're happily married. So we're pretty proud of that. (laughs) And then with Brayden and Maddie, Brayden was one of Nathan's mission companions. Mm -hmm. They got married. They, They dated in high school. And so these two couples, we we just thought they'd be fun to talk to about their their in law situation yeah. and they and just kind of some of the things that they've learned since they've been married. They've both been married for at least two years mm-hmm. now, yep. so a little bit more seasoned but still newlyweds. And so we're super excited to learn from them in this yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah, we have some great friends on this episode. If you guys want to connect with them, one cool thing. So if you guys want to connect with Brennan and Mariah, um, you guys can find Mariah. Brennan doesn't really have an Instagram. It's at Mariah Starks, and that's spelled M-A-R-R-I-A-H-S-T-A-R-K-S. And she also has, she's becoming an esthetician. So she has her own Instagram for that as well, which is Mariah underscore Starks underscore aesthetics. So check her out if you guys are looking for anything, you know, facials, nails, eyelashes, that kind of thing. She's, she's awesome. She's super good, yeah. Yeah, so you guys, she can help you guys out. And then if you guys are looking to connect with Brayden and Maddie, they are currently living in Orlando, and their Instagram is M underscore B Harris, and it's kind of a joint Instagram. They have two daughters. They share a lot on there. So they're, they're so cute. <laughs> they're adorable, and we're excited to have both of you guys on the episode. We hope you enjoy. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. I'm Nathan Hooper. And I'm Allie Hooper. In this podcast, we will give you all the resources that you need to go from dating or engaged to creating a lasting marriage that will bring you more happiness than you ever thought possible. Here, we're going to interview experts and discuss important topics like how to know if your partner is right for you. We will provide you guys a list of questions and conversations that you need to be having to make sure you're both ready for marriage and on the same page. We will even dive deep into topics like sexual intimacy, finances, how to have a fair fight, and a whole lot more to make sure you can step up to that altar with complete confidence. So subscribe now and make sure you guys don't miss any episodes and we'll see you in there. What is up, guys? Thanks so much for joining us here today. Today, Ali and I are super, super excited because we have some of our oldest and best friends, Brennan Starks and Mariah Starks here with us. And so, guys, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So on this episode, we kind of want to dive into in-laws and just kind of get learned from Brennan and Mariah's experience, what they can teach us and kind of share some of their their experiences. But before that, we want to dive into like your guys' story, how you guys met, how you knew that you wanted to get married and just kind of go into all that. Yeah. Awesome. So Mariah and I met from two good friends of ours named Nathan and Allie Hooper. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> they sound really cool. <laughs> they're, they're a really good couple. Um Nathan was my best friend back in one of my best friends back in high school. We played ball together all the time and they ended up setting us up on a blind date together. So Yeah. yeah. And Mariah and I were mission companions, so yeah. that's how we knew each other. Mm-hmm. So tell us tell us about the first date. Obviously, I mean, okay, Full disclosure, we were there on the first date, but for everyone listening, tell us about your first date and everything that went into that. Yeah, so we actually 
went to Mulligan's for a first date, the mini golf place. And when Brennan came to pick me up, he didn't even know my name. So Rocky that's start. How, that's how blind we were going into this date. Like, <laughs> knew nothing about each other. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what we did. Cool. We we did. We played miniature golf. <laughs> miniature golf. Is that yeah, mini, yeah, miniature yeah. golf? Whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. And um, we obviously let Mariah. Well, I obviously let Mariah win because. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, just, yeah, just kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a loser. <laughs> just a loser. Yeah, kind of who I am naturally. So yeah, she ended up liking me after that, I guess, for some reason, and things just progressed slowly from there. So what was that process like for both of you guys? You know, you had your first date, you connected. What was it like going into marriage, and kind of how did you know that getting married was the right thing for both of you? Yeah. So we after that first date. We went on several more dates and I think two months in, we were official boyfriend and girlfriend and we got engaged four months later and married six months later. And I think for me, when I knew Brennan was the one for me is I, I didn't really date around a lot in high school. And when I did go on dates, I didn't necessarily like anybody that I had gone on dates with. I get very annoyed of people very quickly, but I never got annoyed with Brennan at all. And so that's when like, that was my first clue is I never really got annoyed of him. But I think when I like had a firm, like confirmed answer that yes, Brennan was supposed to be my eternal companion was we went to the temple and they have a room in the temples where you can go and be sealed for eternity. And in those rooms, they have mirrors on either sides of the room that the reflection goes back for forever for eternity and i saw brennan and i's reflection in that mirror and i saw us going on for eternity and in that moment i knew that brennan was supposed to be my eternity freaking cute (laughs) (laughs) like and when you had that moment right how far along Mm -hmm. in the process how you guys been like dating where were you guys at i think it was right around that five month mark that I had that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Was that during these guys' wedding? When was that? It was actually, I helped the missionaries teach a lady in our neighborhood and she was getting sealed to her husband. And so it was at her sealing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I remember. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember that now. Um, yeah. So for me, it was basically. She checked off every one of the boxes that I had for for my wife that I that I really wanted for my wife. And I also have this really cool promise in my patriarchal blessing. And I know you guys went over that in a previous episode. It basically just says that I will know without a doubt who my wife is going to be when I meet them. So once she actually started showing interest in me which was probably two weeks later. Uh, I'm very shy. So Brennan always says that I would not speak to him in those first two weeks. I swear I was, I was talking. I was fine. (laughs) She wasn't. Maybe just a little nervous, but then she came out of her shell. Yeah. That's, that's basically how I ended up knowing. I just knew that she was the one. So that's awesome. So Brennan, did you have like an actual list that you had made like on your phone or something that of like qualities you wanted in a wife or was it more of just a feeling for you? So it was both a little bit of both because 
I did have a few literal boxes mm-hmm. that that I really needed to be checked off for my wife. I didn't know I knew that I personally could not really make I don't know have a happy marriage with someone who didn't have some of these things. Yeah. So obviously um the similarities in our religion mm-hmm. is one of the big ones. Totally. And other than that, I mean I just I just kind of knew. I was just feeling so. Yeah. Love it. Mariah, what what were some of the things that that drew you to Brennan in terms of like what boxes did he check for you? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think that he checked off some of the boxes in the fact that he is so willing to change. That was my number one thing is I needed somebody who was willing to change because I feel like if you have somebody who's truly willing to change, you can work out almost anything that you come come to face. And there's things that you will come to face that are going to be really challenging and you're going to want to like not talk to them for a minute. But if you have somebody that are, is willing to compromise with you and change with you and for you, that's a big thing that I was looking for in somebody. And I knew Brennan was that way. Cool. Cool. Well, we went on, I love, you know, love you guys' story. I love that it was so like, you know, spiritual and in that nature that you knew that God had ordained you and kind of was in the plans for you. So I love that that not only did you guys receive that revelation, but you also put the work in to know like, is this the right person for me? You got to know each other. You realize that, yes, they both, they do check off like the box I have and the, the person I'm looking for in a, in a spouse. And, you know, once they're day, my God, like there's just no question. So I, I really love that. Cool. So we want to switch gears now a little bit to go into like in-laws and that whole thing, because I know a lot of us, like when, when we first get married, like we are getting into a new family. It's kind of a shock. Like this new person has so many different, like, know traditions they have so many different like things they do that comes from their upbringing and you have a whole new family to kind of deal with and and to learn to love so we know that can be a struggle for a lot of couples it's been on and off for Allie and i and so we want to kind of learn from your guys' experience like how has your experience with in-laws been and and how is it yeah tell us about that yeah so i mean we will just start off we both love our in-laws yeah. uh, quite a bit oh yeah we we do have troubles both of us quite often with them, but it's nothing that can't be resolved. But honestly, it's probably been one of the bigger, bigger issues in our marriage. Mm. Not to say that it's a huge issue, but it's been one of the bigger ones for us because whenever we do have an argument, it's usually because I've said something stupid about her my my in-laws or her parents or something so yeah it's it's caused a lot of problems but we uh we're learning how to get around it totally yeah i was just gonna say i think every every couple has this thing and i think wendy actually talked about that in in our episode maybe i can't remember Mm -hmm. about that like every couple has this one thing that they kind of i think a perpetual perpetual problem. problem It's unfortunate, but if you can be aware of like what that thing is and work towards it, then eventually like you're able to not necessarily overcome it, but it becomes easier to talk about. And so it sounds like that's yours. And that's a common one. I think in-laws, that's why we want to talk about this. It's definitely, you guys are for sure not the only ones. I mean, it's, it's usually in-laws or finances or sexual intimacy. There's like a few things that, that can be that perpetual problem for you. So so, how has your experience been, Mariah? Tell us about your experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've had as big of a struggle with it as Brennan, but like (laughs) our families are very different. And I think like being able to 
Well, like I said before, I'm very shy and Brendan's whole family is pretty outgoing and and outspoken and I'm not really that way. I'm kind of one that kind of is like the wallflower as they say, but like everybody tells you you don't grow when you're in your comfort zone. And so I think putting yourself out there and like viewing them as these this is my family now. It's not like Brennan's family, that's my family. And I think that's what that's what's helped me a lot. And I also think like being able to step outside myself. Brennan came to me one day and he said, I just feel like you put your family before me when I'm your family now. And I do struggle. I did struggle with that a lot in the beginning, like because I was very like loyal to my family growing up. They were like my closest friends, my best friends. And so I really had to like step outside of myself and view things from Brennan's perspective and say like, okay, he's right. I am like putting my parents before him. And I feel like once I did that, it kind of helped a lot too Mm. to be able to be, but it helped me to be able to view things from his perspective and be able to realize that I really was putting my parents before Brennan when in reality, I need to put my spouse before my, my parents. And that was a new thing to me. Totally. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's, that's something that I think most couples are going to have to go through. Like, I remember having those same thoughts about Allie. Like, I feel like Allie was always putting her parents, like their thoughts and opinions over my own, Yeah, which is fine. And, you know, that's something that we're just going to have to grow into and learn to like totally grasp your new family as this is my family and what we decide together is what's most important. So I love yeah. to say that. Yeah. That was one of the things that, that we like is the list of questions that we always talk about that Wendy wrote out. One of the questions is about like cleave, like how, what's your plan to like cleave unto each other and not unto your parents. And I think it, yeah, it is a tough transition, but, but once you're able to do that, once you're able to like genuinely trust your partner more than your parents and like your decisions are really just between the two of you and not your family members. It's a really cool, empowering thing, but but it's really tough. It's yeah. a really tough transition because your whole life, like you said, like you're living your parents' children. You're not like this independent person. And then all of a sudden it's the two of you together and you make your own decisions. So it, so it is a tough transition. For I sure. love what you said, Maria. So what other, I know, Brian, you kind of talked about this has been one of the bigger issues you guys have dealt with. Like I said, most couples will deal with this for sure. What have been some of like the specific troubles you have noticed that like maybe other couples won't even be aware of like when they're just dating that like once they get married, they're going to deal with these different troubles regarding in-laws. If that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, kind of like Mariah said, one of the main things is kind of transitioning, mm-hmm. knowing that you now have, I mean, essentially three families. You have your, you and your wife or your spouse and then his in-laws and her in-laws or mm-hmm. yeah. 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 But it's kind of just being able to know that those guys, my in-laws personally are trying to love me just as much as my parents are. They just do things quite differently. Sure. So it, I mean, it shouldn't be difficult, but sometimes it is. It just because my ego and stuff, it, it gets hard. So that's probably the main thing that's got us. I think too, like you have to understand that your parents, they've, I mean, they've known you since you were born, obviously. Right. And your in-laws, they're just meeting you for the first time and they haven't known you very long. So they're trying to figure you out at the same time that you're trying to figure them out. And so the way that they show love to you may not be how you initially like feel loved. Just to remember that they are meeting you for the first time and they're trying to figure out you as much as you're trying to figure out them. Totally. I think that's really wise. I, I actually remember like 
for Nathan and I, I think I had this expectation that my parents were going to meet Nathan and all of a sudden he was going to be like, like the first time they met him, I think we'd been dating for a couple weeks. I kind of threw it on him really fast, like surprised him like, hey, we're going to dinner with my family. Is that okay? And yeah, as kind of I was freaked driving him out. to her house. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't have come if I knew. No, but um, yeah, he was excited, but it, I was expecting them to be like, oh, like this is our, this is our second son now. Like we love him, you know? And it mm-hmm. was, it, I think that's so true that like, it just takes them a second. Like it's, this is this new person. They, they want to like test the waters, make sure that they're going to treat their child. Okay. And like, there's just a lot that goes into it. So yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think I had that expectation too of my, not only of my family, but of Brennan too, to be the person that he was with me when he very first met my family. But that's mm-hmm. also not a fair assumption to put on your spouse either because this is the first time that they're meeting your family and it could so be true. a giant family. It could be a very like a, a smaller family and a more reserved family like mine is. And so it's, it's awkward for everyone. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. I think it's okay. Like, I think that's a good point. Nathan wasn't always like 100% himself right at first because he's a little nervous. I think right. a lot of people are like that. But but if you give it time, like it, it becomes easier to be around yeah. your in-laws. So I would yeah. just give that that piece of that piece of like, I guess that disclaimer to any couples who are a little worried about meeting in-laws or you feel like right now you're at the beginning and it's kind of, it's kind of scary. Totally. Um, yeah. And I love what Mariah said about like trying to see Brennan's family as like her own family and just like having that mindset. What are some other things that you guys have done to like help to bridge these different gaps, like these help overcome some of these issues that you've had regarding in-laws? I think for me personally, I've tried to like, I think a reoccurring argument that comes up for us as well is still that, well, you weren't being yourself while you were there. And so I try really hard to like insert myself into their conversations and like be able to create that relationship with them and maybe like hang out with them one-on-one. And I think that's helped a lot as well. Well, yeah, speaking to that, it does kind of vary on each relationship on how quickly you become acquainted or become comfortable. You could stay with your in-laws because for for us, it's taken a lot longer for, for both of us yeah. to become ourselves in front of our families but for me one of the main things is communication with my wife with mariah so if i ever do have a problem then i make sure to bring it up to her and usually she's the the mind of reason or how however you say Mm -hmm. that yeah so i quickly understand like i was being just I was being unreasonable and with what I was saying or just different things that I have problems with. If I'm talking to my wife, then a lot of it gets crushed pretty quickly. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And I want to ask you too, Mariah, like what are those conversations like? What do those look like? Like if you're having those issues or like how what do those conversations look like for you guys, I guess? It's kind of hard to say because they can be different every time, but when Brennan comes to me, a lot of it too is sometimes like my mom, she's very scatterbrained, love her to death, but she really, <laughs> she really is scatterbrained. And so when she's trying to make a plan, she wants to please everybody at the same time. So she's like, oh, well, we could do this, but if you want to do this, we could do this. And then, or if somebody else wants to do this, we can do this. And so it's never like a really clear plan. And I think Brennan's family is more like, we're doing this at this time, at this date. And everybody, if you can be there, great. If not, 
Yeah. Three months in advance. My parents are not like that. (laughs) It's very sporadic, very like unplanned. And so when Brennan comes to me and says something like, well, it's frustrating to me when I don't have a clear plan because this is the way that I grew up. I I totally understand that. But I also like the way I grew up is it's very sporadic. (laughs) And so I'm able to explain to him, well, my dad owns his own business. He doesn't always know his schedule. And so that's why it's more sporadic. And then it kind of gives him an understanding of, okay, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. But. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. So we kind of want to wrap this up, guys, but this has been super awesome. And I think a lot of couples will identify with you guys and kind of like see that we're coming from and know that they're not alone out there. And I love that you've been able to share some of this, but what are, are you guys like final like pieces of advice to couples maybe who are dealing with issues with their in-laws or their coastal trying to grow and like learn to love them or just advice to new couples in general? Yeah, if it's if it's particularly with your in-laws that you're struggling or or you know you're going to be struggling with, I would just say um if you're a religious person, pray for them because that's mm-hmm. all, that's the best thing you can do and and kind of pray for yourself to get uh better with them, I guess you could you could say. And I don't know, just just look for ways you can serve them and and be kind to them. It, it's helped us out a lot. So, yeah. Cool. I think my biggest advice is view them as your family. Don't separate them as Brennan's family, my family. It is your family now. And also, like Brennan said, to communicate those frustrations with your spouse. I know it's so hard not to like want to vent about your in-laws to other people, but it, I feel like it does more harm than it does good rather than if you were to go to your spouse and vent your frustrations with your in-laws, they're able to give you that insight of why they are that way. So I would say communication with your spouse and treating them as your family is my biggest. I really, really love that. That's awesome. I think like the, especially treating them as your family, I think that's a good way to like wrap your head around the fact that like this is, we're going to be in this for a long time. So let's, let's figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. And um, even, even though it's tough, it's totally rewarding when totally. you can. So and I love Brian's idea too, about praying. That's something I would always do um, whenever we're going, I know we're going on like a big trip with Allie's family or doing something. I would always pray for them and just pray to like help me to be myself, to just in, be able to connect with them on a deeper level. So I think that's great. Love those, those strategies from you guys. Anything else you guys want to add on? Any other last final thoughts? I think we're good. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been super awesome and super helpful. We really appreciate it. See you guys. Yeah, thank you. What is up, guys? We are super excited today because we are here in Orlando with some of our great friends, Brayden and Maddie Harris. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. We're super excited to be here. Yeah. So I I met Brayden on our mission. We were companions together in Texas, and that's how kind of how we connected. And since we've both been married, we've connected and we've become really good friends. But we wanted to have them on because we want to talk about in-laws and the relationship that they have with their in-laws and talk about some of their tips and tricks, some of the challenges they've gone through and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They've been married for a year longer than us, so mm-hmm. they are definitely experts. Yeah, they have two <laughs> babies. To us. Yeah. yeah, they've got a little more experience than we do, so we're super excited. Mm-hmm. So we want to get started off by just getting to know you guys a little bit better. How did you guys meet? What's your story? And how did you know that you want to get married to each other? Like, How did you know that person was the right one for you? Yeah. Brayden and I started dating in high school. We had mutual friends. We went to rival high schools, actually, and it was the 4th of July, and I tended to not go to school very often, and Brayden was a it, really good student. <laughs> it was actually April 1st, so it was April Fool's Day. That, what, what did I say? 
4th of July, oh which God, is a good yeah. school. Oh, <laughs> You're not really going to school that day anyway. No, I'm not. But I was... wouldn't have if there was probably. <laughs> I didn't anyway, it was April that. Fool's Day. <laughs> and one of my friends went to the same high school as Brayden and they were really good friends. And so I was going around saran wrapping cars in the parking lot at his high school. And I needed someone. I wanted someone to come take a picture of me and my friend with all the cars we had saran wrapped. Okay. <laughs> and so my friend Mason, he texted Brayden and Brayden came out of class and took the pictures. And that's how we met. And then he had told me he had never skipped class before. So I invited him to skip again with me the next day. And we just started our friendship from there. Wow. That's cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's really it. how we knew, too. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so what was your guys' like? What was your guys' story? Because you met in high school. Obviously, we know there's been some ups and downs. Well, how did you end up getting married and how did you know? So I was a year older than Brayden. So he was a junior and I was a senior in high school when this happened. And so I graduated and we still dated. Um, I was up at school in Idaho and he was a senior. And then I left on my mission halfway through a senior year. And we decided we were going to keep writing, but date other people. And so we wrote on and off for two and a half years while we were both serving missions. Do you want to go from there? Yeah. And then she got home. She dated for a year, had a lot of fun. And then... <laughs> <laughs> a, little too much fun. a little too much fun there. But then I got home and we started dating super quick after I got home and I kind of had a freak out. So I broke up with her for two weeks, just felt like I needed to date too. And after, honestly, I only went on a couple of dates. After that, I was like, no, I want to get back together. So we started dating pretty shortly after those two weeks. And we actually went on a double date, you and I, Nathan, mm -hmm. we did. And I was talking to you on the drive home. And the more that I talked, the more that I knew, like just the fun that we had together, the chemistry we had just from there, like it was without a doubt. I knew that, that she was the one for me. And for me, it was a longer of a process. Like Braden said, I dated a lot after I got home from my mission and I had a pretty traumatic experience happen to me on my mission that really terrified me about marriage. Like I didn't actually think I would ever get married. <laughs> I didn't want to. The idea really scared me. And I dated a lot. And um, I got a s relatively serious with a few guys um, before Brandon got home from his mission. I and mean, every time the topic of marriage would come out, I would break up on the spot. Like I just freaked out. I did not like, like even if I really, really liked the person or even loved them, I like the thought of marriage just freaked me out and I could not see it. And I always ran. And then Brayden got home about a year later from his mission. And like he said, we started dating pretty quickly and that feeling never came with him. Like every time we started talking about getting serious or, and then getting married, I was excited and it just felt so right. And I think I knew pretty soon after he got home that I wanted to marry him and that he was just right for me. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like the, the experience of having dated so many other people and just like that when Brandon came along and you knew it just it never had those feelings. Like it just felt so right. I love that. Right. That's so cool. And then how long have you guys been married? It's been almost three, four almost years? Four years. Three, almost yeah, three and a half years, years now. They're vets. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're vets for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving us all the advice for sure. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things that Ali and I have kind of always admired about Brain and Maddie is the relationship that they have with their in-laws. We feel like, at least on the surface, you know, that whenever we see them with their families, they're always everyone's really well connected and integrated. So I want to ask you guys, like, what's, do you guys have a secret or what, tell us more about your relationship with your in-laws. That's a really good question. <laughs> we actually, we love both of our families. Both of our families are actually a lot of fun. We do a lot of fun things together. And I would say we do have a pretty good relationship with both of our families and it hasn't 
always been that way. I would say we've put a lot of work into it. And I think one thing that's been super huge for me when it comes to my in-laws is learning not to take things personally. I feel like we all have grown up doing things certain ways. And so when you get married to someone, they obviously were raised a different way than you do. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into a marriage and go into a family with a whole new family that you weren't raised with, there are obviously going to be differences and differences of opinion and differences on what you think you should do. And I think it's super easy to take things personally when someone says something that you maybe don't agree with or just even take things the wrong way. I remember it was like one of the first Christmases we were married and my mother-in-law made a comment about how she thinks it's ridiculous when people give their kids extravagant gifts for the holidays. And I, we had just come from my parents where we had gotten a trip to Hawaii. (laughs) And (laughs) so I was like, Oh, she thinks I'm spoiled. Like I just made up these stories in my head that she probably wasn't thinking at all. She had no idea about my situation, but I made up this story in my head telling my, telling me that she thought I wasn't good enough, basically Mm. that I was spoiled or telling me all the, like, I just made up all these stories that were completely untrue, which caused me to have resentment and be bugged at her. And I just, and through that experience, I totally took it personally and it really hurt my feelings until I was able to work it through and realize that I was completely making a story up in my head. And that's not what her intentions were at all. And I feel like that happens a lot in our brains. We hear something or overhear something that we take personally when it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be taken personally. Yeah, I love that. Totally. Brayden, what about you? Yeah, for me, one of the tips, the secrets that I would give is probably just open communication. Mm. I think that is essential in every relationship, especially with in-laws. Like Maddie said, like you grow up doing things a certain way and to just join a family who's done something different growing up and how they were raised. Like that communication is, is a necessity. An example that I have of that is when we were getting ready to move to Florida, Mm -hmm. move out here, we were staying at Maddie's parents' house. We're staying at my, at the in-laws house in my in-laws house. And we just had a newborn baby and they were both up. And we actually just got COVID. So all four of us just got COVID. The house had COVID. Yikes. (laughs) And my mother-in-law wasn't sleeping well at all. And having all of her kids plus three more come to the house and being sick, as sick as she was, was really difficult, which totally makes sense. And I was working on getting Haven ready for bed and needed to get... Blakely a bottle and Maddie was upstairs asleep because she just let me sleep the whole day and Blakely was just screaming Mm. completely going crazy like and there was nothing that I could do because I was the only one there trying to change right right or get um get Haven ready and my mother-in-law sent my father-in-law out to come and help but he just came and started playing with with Haven or with Blakely Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that he was supposed to get us quiet or tell us like to calm down or whatever, or not to calm down, but he really get us to quiet so that, that my mother-in-law could sleep. Yeah. And so I'm like freaking out, stressed even more than she comes out and she talks directly to him and just ignores that I was even there. Uh-huh. And I was like, why? Like, yeah, it's not, they're not his kids. They're mine. Like, why isn't she asking me to get him to quiet down? She went back into her room. I'm sweating because I'm so stressed out. I get him ready, get him to bed, get everything quieted down. And I was just back to the taking things personally. Mm -hmm. I took that whole situation personally. I was like, she thinks I'm a horrible father. I'm not doing my best. Like she just thinks I'm lazy and 
And then I went back to our old apartment to get things cleaned up and I was really bothered by it. And I actually, I just decided, well, I didn't decide Maddie helped me out, get over my fear of calling her, but Mm. I called her and was like, you know what? This actually really hurt my feelings the way that this was handled. Like, why was that? Why did you say it the way that that was? And she had no idea. She was like, she's like, honestly, I wasn't mad at you. She's like, I was mad at my husband because he was supposed to go help you out. And Uh he just went out and played and made things just stay the same way that they were. Mm. And so as we talked about it, it just allowed me to not have build that resentment. It just allowed us to overcome it. And I would say it even helped our relationship because we talked through something that was, that was hard, like a hard conversation. That's like like such a hard thing to do. I feel like, like that's like a really scary, I don't think I've gotten to that point where I'm like totally honest with my in-laws yet. But like you said, I bet that like really strengthened your relationship Mm -hmm. with her because you're like, I'm part of your family. I'm going to tell you if my feelings get hurt. That's like, yeah, that's like next level. That's like the goal of being willing and being able to be that vulnerable with your in-laws to say when your feelings are hurt or when something happened you didn't like and just be willing to express that. Like that's, that's awesome. How do you guys feel like you were able to get to that point? Like Allie and I, like I said, we're we're probably not there. Like what do you guys do to get to that point? So that's something that's super important to us. And I feel like we're both pretty good at that with both of our families. And it's honestly, my mom is a life coach and her big thing is connection. And she doesn't think you can connect with people if you're not honest and vulnerable with them. (laughs) Even you have something to say? Can you say hi to everybody? Say thanks for listening. That's important right now. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming. There's the the appearance from Haven, the Harris's firstborn. She's adorable. (laughs) Sorry about that. But anyway, yeah. So my mom's really big on connection and that in order to connect with someone, you need to be vulnerable and honest. And so she has kind of instilled that in us Mm. as long as we've been married, that if there's something that she ever does to offend us or something that hurt our feelings, she wants us to tell her and she's really open to that. And she does the exact same. Like if we've done something, then she'll let us know. And it's helped us a lot, I think, in our relationship with both of our families. That's awesome. So it sounds like one thought I'm having is like, it'd be really helpful maybe if you get on the same page before something happens, like what do we expect? Or like, what's the expectation when there's like a conflict? So it sounds like you guys kind of discussed beforehand, like your mom, Maddie's mom was like, it's really important to me that I, that you guys let me know if I do something that hurts your feelings so I can fix it. So then when it did happen and Braden's feelings were kind of hurt, he knew, okay, this weird. is okay. This is like not uncharted or maybe it's uncharted territories, but it's like expected and she's okay with it and she mm-hmm. wants to hear how you're feeling. So it sounds like maybe having those discussions before the hard times come up or before something yeah. awkward happens would be really helpful. I think that's an awesome thing to like set the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's because of those expectations. Like, I grew up kind of the peacemaker. So like it was just make sure that everybody's comfortable and everybody's okay. So for me, that's kind of an out of character situation for me to like bring up like, Hey, this is how this impacted me instead of just like, Oh, you know what? Just make sure that she's okay. She Mm -hmm. doesn't need to know. And so I think was because of those expectations that I was able to actually have the courage to be like, you know what? This actually did affect me in this way. And this is, I need to tell you that. Along with that, when it comes to like disagreements and because we don't always agree with things our parents say or maybe want us to do or, you know, like we just all have disagreements in life. And one thing that has been huge for us is learning how to validate other people's feelings. Mm. So like if we have a disagreement with each other or with our in-laws, we've really been trying to practice validating each other. And validating doesn't necessarily mean you agree with what the other person's saying. It's basically just telling them, I see you, I hear you. 
and your opinion is important. And that can be done in a lot of ways, but basically just listening and not reacting right away to whatever they're saying, especially if you disagree, I think is really helpful in having those important conversations. Because I feel like at least when I'm trying to express how I feel to someone and they get defensive, I immediately shut down. Like, I just don't feel like the conversation can get anywhere. If you can just listen and validate their thoughts and feelings, even if it's not necessarily something you agree with, the conversation always goes 100% better. I love that. That's awesome. That's very powerful. I I mean, yeah, it's just so important to like, we all are going to write these stories in our minds whenever like our feelings are hurt or something happens that we just don't love. We tend to take it personally, but willing, being willing and open enough to be vulnerable with that person when that has happened is just so crucial. And like Brayden said, like their relationship that he has with his mother-in-law is now stronger because they work through this thing together. They were vulnerable with each other and they've grown together, which is really, really cool. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys have done a good job of like figuring out kind of how to communicate sort of to kind of switch gears a little bit. I'm curious, like how do you guys, cause you both are, so we know this, you guys both grew up in was like kind of Orem area, right? Utah, same part of town sort of. So your families live close by. What's been the best way for you guys? I think this is something that a lot of people like struggle with, but in terms of like splitting time with families and making sure that you're equally close with both sides of the family, whether it's on holidays or whatever it might be, what's worked for you guys to kind of find a way to like really show that both sides of the family are important and that you're able to maintain those good relationships with both sides of the family? Um, Something that's been really important for us is just setting, we set expectations at the very beginning of our marriage. First of all, that like mine and Brayden's time is the most important. And then we kind of made a schedule from there on out. Like Mm -hmm. just every other year we do Thanksgiving with my family. And then the other years we do Thanksgiving with Brayden's family and just every family knows what's happening throughout the year. So there's no big surprises or changes. And obviously if there's like big events or things happening, things are always open to change, but for the most part, we've just set expectations on what's going to happen. And like, for for example, like 4th of July is the the most important holiday mm-hmm. of the year in my family. I love it. Like we, so we usually do that with my family and that's just kind of an expectation that everyone cool. knows. And like Brayden's family, we always do a big Valentine's day thing, which we don't do with my family. And we just set expectations and we just know what we're going to do. And everyone, we just basically aligned our schedules with our siblings to try and make everything work out. But if it can't, then we just do our best yeah. for what's important for us. Anything you would add, Brayden? No, I think she hit it on the head. Just the expectations that we set beforehand, before we even got married, were just because that was family time was so important to both of us. We both love spending time with our families that if we didn't set that expectations, I think it would be a lot of arguments that weren't necessary for no, we're at my family this week or no, we're going to your family for this holiday. But I I think she just hit it on the head with those expectations were very important to set. Well, and it kind of goes back to validating. I remember our first Thanksgiving married was at Braden's house and I sobbed like the whole day. (laughs) I was was so sad because like you grow up doing all these things with your families and you have these traditions. But Braden was so validating and he wasn't all offended that I didn't, (laughs) that I was sad. And it was really mm-hmm. helpful and it helped me get into a better mood to be able to be present. And my mother-in-law was super great at that, super validating. And anyway, we just, yeah, set those expectations and try and be understanding mm-hmm. when things come up. I also, I, something I really liked that you said was that you set the expectation that your relationship with each other is more important than anything else. So I think it's important that it's like, okay, we're going to do what's best for us and we love you guys. And we're going to try to like spend time with you guys. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we read about the scriptures that talk about like cleave unto each other, not unto your separate families. Right. And so it's, it's kind of like you're making your own family unit. And then when there's time, you'd love to spend time with extended families when it's possible. But that, that relationship, like the priority is on 
your core like new family, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah, no, I love that. I guess one question I want to have too is like, I love when you talk about Maddie, it's like helping you to like be present and like embrace it. Cause sometimes it's difficult. Like if you really love your family and maybe like you're the beginning of your marriage and you're not super fond of like your in-laws at this point, like what are some ways that we can be present when we're with the other person's family and like enjoy that experience more? That makes sense. I would say, I would say it's something that we need to want to do first is if we don't want it, we're not going to make an effort. Yeah. But if we do want to be present, then we're going to try to be like, we're going to take that validation to heart. We're going to reach out to the cousins or the siblings, the other in-laws, and mm. we're going to, we're going to just talk to them and get to know them. And I think as we do that, it, you get a little bit more comfortable and you're able to be more present because you're making new relationships or stronger relationships. Yeah. And just along with that, I think it's important to remember, like, it's okay to feel sad. Like it's, it's going to be mm-hmm. natural to obviously want to be with what you feel comfortable, right? Yeah. Like it's uncomfortable to be with a, like a new extended family on an important holiday and it's okay to feel sad. And then I think you let yourself feel that. And then you do your best to enjoy the holiday and be like, we've been talking about being present and being a part, like trying to have conversations with people. Don't just like mm-hmm. sit at the table and wait for the day to be over. Like try to get to know someone, yeah. take part in the games people are playing. Just be present and try and like help your spouse. What's the word I'm using? But basically just basically help your spouse to not be worried about you. Because yeah. mm. I know that mm. first Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure like he was worried about, like he didn't feel like he could leave my side, you know? Right. Like, yeah. and I wanted the holiday to be special for him because it is special, him even though it wasn't it necessarily what my prime first Thanksgiving married would have been it. I want, it was a really good learning experience for me. Cause mm. I, I think I sat in that sadness for too long and I learned how to like be present and help him enjoy it. Help him be able to enjoy the best of his ability by being present as well. If that makes sense at all. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I think that's really important that like, you're not just like commandeering this whole holiday and making him so worried about you or making her so worried about you that like it becomes this big thing and no one really enjoys it but like being able to find I, I love that just like finding those little connections like for me I love like I've always been good at like connecting with kids it's like yeah. at those big like in-law parties like I always find the kids and have fun with them and connect with them and then you can kind of work your relationships through that or you know whatever totally. where you can connect like find those opportunities but like yeah. Brian said you have to want it. it has to be a desire first yeah I would just add something I was thinking about you guys were talking is I think once you decide, okay, we're going to have Thanksgiving with my in-laws. Okay. You're going to be sad and it's going to be hard at first, but once the decision's been made, like all you can do, like you could be sad and, and bummed out. And like Maddie said, just sit at the table and and like wait for the day to be over. Or you can just try to make the most of it and try Mm -hmm. to find things that you can be excited about and like adopt new traditions. That's something that I've enjoyed with like Nathan's family that I didn't expect. And I didn't like maybe initially try to do, but realizing like, Oh, I actually like this different food that they make or I like this tradition that they have, right? There's like always going to be cool things that your in-laws can bring to the yeah. table. So I would, I would just advise you guys like as well, if you are kind of concerned, like I don't want to spend my whole holiday with someone's family that I don't really like. I don't know anyone and it's so different. I would just say like there are probably things you can find. So like take take the time and make the time to try to find like the good redeeming parts of your spouse's family as well well guys this has been super good i like there's been a lot of great little tidbits and pieces of advice in this so i love this and hope you guys listen to this one and re-listen to it as well but we want to finish up with you guys spraying and maddie giving us any other last tips tricks like if you could give any marriage advice to like these young couples doesn't have to be about in-laws if it is that's perfect too but just like your last words of advice to these couples 
Okay. I think the two things that come to mind as you ask that are just the open communication. And then as Maddie talked about the validation, I think those things are essential to every marriage. You need to, one, you need to be heard and you need to be seen, but then just as much as, or just as important, your spouse needs to be heard. She needs to be seen. And I think both of those help in every aspect of marriage. And then with open communication, I, I really believe that if you're able to talk about anything, no problem, no fight should be big enough than your marriage. Like it's just going to help you guys come closer together as you have those hard conversations day to day. Yeah. Uh, mine's really similar to that. I think my main one would be probably to be okay to have the hard conversations. I know like when we first got married, we hated fighting. Like we felt yeah. like we were doing something wrong or like, what if, what if he wants to get divorced? Like just, you know, like when you first get married, like your head, like you're, I was, at least for me personally, I was so scared of fighting and I don't necessarily know if fighting's the right word, sure, but I think sure, it's yeah. important to have com- like those hard conversations where you may not have the same opinion about something, but being able to talk through it and work it out. Hey, Haven, any last thoughts, Haven? She gets stage fright. She gets <laughs> every time. But yeah, well, just have the hard conversations and yeah. work through it together. Seriously, this has been super helpful. Love the stories about the vulnerability and just open communication and validation. It's so important. And like those same things that Allie and I talk about and the, you know, the people that we've interviewed talk about, about like each other, those also apply to the relationships that you have with your in-laws. So you can apply a lot of mm-hmm. these things with communication and vulnerability to those relationships as well to make those as strong as they can be. Totally. Yeah. We could talk for, for hours with these guys, but yeah. But yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys opening up and, and sharing. Hopefully this has been helpful for some of you. And thanks for your patience with, with Haven. She's been, <laughs> she's been super excited to see our microphones. And <laughs> it's a new experience for her too. But yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this episode up and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Make sure you subscribe. Leave any comments on our posts if you want to hear more like this. But yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, that sums up this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed hearing from our friends. We certainly enjoyed recording with them. Um, we, we felt like this episode would be important and helpful for a lot of you because everyone's situation is a little different with their in-laws. It's something that a lot of people struggle with, but honestly, there's always ways to make it work. And so we, we hope that, that hearing the experiences of these two couples was helpful for some of you to kind of normalize that there are always going to be issues, but there's also always ways to work through those issues. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not alone out there if you're having issues or if your relationship is perfect, like everything is you're going to figure everything out so we just want to hope oh, this is a great resource for you if you guys like this episode please leave us a review that helps us grow if you haven't subscribed already please subscribe we're going to keep doing these interviews like this we're going to keep writing with awesome content so we appreciate you guys for listening thanks so much